So I really have like made it my mission to help women um, just break out of that and realize like, you know, no matter what your circumstances are, it's, you know, it sounds cliche, but like you can do anything you want in this world. Like you really, you know, I busted my ass learning all of it and, you know, doing all the things and it took a long time. It wasn't overnight success. Um, I got married while I was uh, at the gas station when I was 21. And because again, it's like this, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Like, okay, like now I'm going to have a family. I'm going to have a husband and we'll make it work. Hi guys, I'm your host, Megan Van Diepender, and this is the Empowerhood Podcast. I am so happy to have you here. You know, motherhood is hard, and we are going to talk about all of the hard things that just are not talked about enough. So buckle up and enjoy this episode. Well, I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so everyone out there listening in today, we have Alyssa Goman here with us, and she's going to tell us all about her journey um, from the bottom to becoming a mom to creating a crazy successful business and now writing a book. So I'm so excited yeah. to hear about this, Alyssa. Why yeah. don't you start and tell us a little bit about you? Who is Alyssa? Yeah, so I am the owner. I feel like I'm the owner of so many things. <laughs> I- <laughs> Um, so currently I own Alyssa and co, which is a online marketing company, um, powered by women. Uh, and we do everything from strategy to marketing, uh, you know, your actual marketing, like social media, um, and virtual assistant services to keep you up and running, uh, just to kind of take everything off your plate, um, and keep it all in one house. It's basically kind of like you get a whole marketing department without having to hire a entire marketing department. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. Yeah. 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 So where are you from, Alyssa? Where do you live? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in upstate New York. I'm about 20 minutes north of Albany, um, just below Saratoga. So yeah, it's a great area to, to be in. And I've lived here basically my entire life. So. Okay. Um, and now besides work, you have a daughter or a son? I do. Yeah, I have a daughter, a daughter. and she just turned 10, which is crazy. I cannot believe where yeah. the past 10 years went. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a great age. So yeah, my daughter's eight. So yeah, she's I mean, not 10, but yeah, I feel you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how has it been eight years? It's so sad. <laughs> so you just wrote a new book, Alyssa. So you have your company, you have your family, and now you just wrote a new book, um, Now Leaving Numb. So what is your yeah. book all about? Tell us about that. Yeah. So a handful of years, I want to say probably about eight years ago now, um, I kind of kicked off a huge healing journey, right? And the very beginning of that was a therapist basically telling me like, I'm an addict. And what she was talking about was that I was in emotional addiction, right? I was using like people to just live on the surface and keep running from everything that had happened to me, all the trauma. Um, And so in kind of learning more about addiction, I realized like, like I just said, like I was living in this kind of numb state. Like I had friends, but like everything was just very like surface level. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in working through my own healing journey, I kind of created this, I call it the self method. And so now leaving numb walks you through the self method. And 
it's basically just like rediscovering what's actually important to you instead of living in this like land of shoulds and supposed tos, right? Mm -hmm. Like we all live in this like, I'm supposed to have a house. I'm supposed to be doing X, Y, Z with my business. And this is what the perfect mom looks like. And so in going through my journey, I just rediscovered like, who is Alyssa? <laughs> like, right. What is, you know, the importance of that? And what do I want to be doing with my life? Um, and then taking the, doing the steps necessary to make all of that happen. Yeah. Um, and in doing, you know, doing all of that, I ended a marriage that wasn't happy, um, you know, and have come out on the other side of business in this incredible space that I never could have imagined. Um, yeah. You know, I was talking with a friend yesterday and, and I had said that, you know, before, um, you know, I was working so hard like all the time. And I have, I've, I've almost always worked for myself minus a stint at a gas station, which we'll get to later. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I just was working like, I felt like around the clock, I was always on call for somebody and was still making pennies and just could like not grasp like what was happening. And I just kept saying to myself, like, when is it going to be my turn? Right? Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand this. Like, I'm yeah. being so nice to people and I'm working hard and like that's how you're supposed to make it, right? And it just was like a huge huge life overhaul that had to happen and um and here we are today. So, yeah. So, how did you get out of that? Now I'm curious because I know a lot yeah. of people feel that way. Um did yeah. this come out in your book or like did Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, in my book we talk about the self method and self basically stands for it's S E L F F and it's your success vision. Like what is your vision of success, right? Mm -hmm. Like everyone talks about like, oh, you should be making like multiple six figures and like, you know, all of this stuff. Like personally, I'm not someone who's like extraordinarily motivated by like huge amounts of capital. Like mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be on a yacht. I want to be like at Disney World for a week and <laughs> not be worried about it, right? Right. Um, and so you're a success vision, um, you're empowered views, right? So like that thought leadership aspect, like what do you stand for? What do you want to, you know, bring to this world? What's important to you? Your life goals, that's like your basic kind of life vision, right? Like that bucket list, check them off things um, that you want to do in this life because like we have one life and now is the time, right? Yeah. I feel like so many people wait to like, and I've heard from friends too, like, oh, like when I retire and I'm like, what, in like 30 years like right. what if you don't get there yeah like, you know it's not it's not guaranteed time then either so it's like do yeah. what you want to be doing now that makes you happy um yeah. so you have your your life goals um your financial mindset right and I think as women this is so important because so many of us just like don't know our value or what price to put on our work or um, you know, how to work with clients that we love doing what we love. Um, and so that's a huge aspect of it. And then friction. So like friction is anything in your life or business that is clogging up the process, right? Whether that's like bad relationships or it is, you know, you just don't have the right business systems in place or you're not using the right tools the right way. Yeah. Um, just kind of all those things that Again, like it, it's all those like shoulds and supposed tos, right? Like what is clogging it all up um, to make it flow better? So yeah, I love that. You know. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Now going back to, you know, where you started from now, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about your background and how, where you came from? 
Yeah, yeah. So I've really always been like an entrepreneur at heart. Um, you know, I was a babysitter and a nanny for years since I was like probably like 11 or 10, um, which is crazy to me thinking like my daughter is 10 and someone entrusted a child to me. <laughs> <laughs> same. You must Back be around the, the same age as me. I'm like, who wanted me to watch their children when I was 10? But yeah. I did a good job. I mean, they were okay. great. <laughs> Um, but I, it was so funny. We always, you know, my mom used to laugh because like they had Vista prints back then, but I would have printed like those $10, like business card magnets, because I was like, if someone puts my babysitting name on their fridge, like other parents will see it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I literally did get other clients like that. But, um, so I worked as a nanny and babysitter for a long time. And then when I was starting to go to college, I was like, well, I need like a more regular, just kind of part-time job. I'm going to work at this gas station. And the gas station was, I mean, I, I don't regret any of it, um, but it just gave me the perspective of like working for a minimum wage, right? Yeah. And, you know, which is what I was doing with babysitting, but just on a different um, level. And I left, I went to a semester of college, decided it wasn't right for me and was like, well, I'm going to work at this gas station and make the best of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because my wage at the gas station was like 10 bucks an hour. And that's what I made with babysitting. So I was like, well, I'll just, I'll work my way up at the gas station yeah. because I, my whole life was like, you're going to go to college or you're going to have to work super freaking hard to make money. Like those are the options available to you. Um, you know, that was what was really drilled into my head because my family wanted me to go to school and thought that was like the right path. Yeah. Um, so I worked at the gas station for, there was like a split in the middle, but uh, roughly four years um, and just learned all the things, right? Like the value of customer service mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just kind of businessy structure in a place like that. But it was, again, like, one of those kind of turning points where I'm like, there are so many people like, you know, I come from a place of privilege, right? Like yeah. my family is, is, you know, middle-class. Um, and it's like there, if you haven't seen outside of what living or working at a gas station is right. Mm -hmm. Like you mm -hmm. wouldn't necessarily think there is anything above that for you. Right. right. Um, and I think just, economically it creates so many just mindset problems yeah. um of how do we get out of this and so I really have like made it my mission to help women um just break out of that and realize like you know no matter what your circumstances are it's you know it sounds cliche but like you can do anything you want in yeah. this world like yeah. you really you know I busted my ass learning all of it and yeah doing all the things and it took a long time it wasn't overnight success um I got married while I was uh, at the gas station when I was 21 and because again it's like this that's what you're supposed to do right yeah. like okay like now I'm gonna have a family I'm gonna have a husband and we'll make it work right and yeah. you know we we got by like my husband has a, a good job like a solid job but um you know, it's not a, a huge money maker, and yeah. so we just always had to do what we had to do, um, and made it work. But everything I have now is my own creation, right? right. There wasn't like right. a magical money fairy that came in. 
and right. you know rescued me. Yeah. Um, but that's how I know though that like that opportunity is available for people out yeah. there. Um, yeah. you know, it just takes time. So yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's an incredible story. And I love that you now help other women try to see past those things too. You yeah. have an initiative, right? Is that what it's called? Or Yeah, yeah. So we have this Girl at the Gas Station program, which in 2024 is going to expand um, quite a bit. But basically right now, all of our programs, like I offer classes throughout the year, things like that, workshop services. Um, we always offer a Girl at the Gas Station. We call it the initiative. Um, where if you are in financial aid, you need financial aid, you can just apply, right? You can be like, hey, I really want to join this program. This is what I have. Um, or if you don't have anything, just tell me, I don't have anything, but I am trying to make this work, right? And right. I will let you in. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I, I want people, you know, those were the opportunities that were afforded to myself as well. Um, you know, to, but you have to put in the work, right? Like right. it's not something that, um, right. is like, you know, this is going to be fun, right? Like business is, is fun, but it's not, <laughs> it's not, same time, right? yeah, no, I mean, there's not, I feel like there's not one easy thing about being an entrepreneur, um, besides that you get to make your own hours and that type yeah. of stuff and it's yours, it's your creation, but, um, no, I feel like you're constantly uncomfortable. Um, right. you know, it's, it's really, really hard. It is. Yes. Um, but it's, yeah. it's amazing to be able to use your ideas and put them yes. into action. Yeah. Um, what was your turning point? Like, so you said you worked at the gas station for four years. Did you have yeah. your daughter during that time or like what happened? I didn't. So I had left the gas station. Um, there was like some sexual harassment that came up and I basically was kind of like pushed out. Right. And which just is like my life story in general, <laughs> just trauma after trauma. Oh, um, sorry. But, right. <laughs> so I got pushed out of the gas station. Um, but then I was babysitting a nanny again um, and a few years down the road. So I think we were married for maybe five years when I had my daughter. I was like 26 when I had my daughter. Um, and at the time I had, um, Right before I found out I was pregnant, I had started a baby store. And I was like, the most I could do was um, this small pop-up inside of a play space in the area that was like a wall. And I was like, if I can make this work, like, amazing, right? It'll prove mm -hmm. the concept. I can get it into a bigger place, all of the things. And so that I was at the pop-up for, I feel like, four months. And then I signed a lease for an actual storefront. It was this cute little spot in Saratoga. And right after I signed the lease, we found out I was pregnant. And mm -hmm. I was super, super sick. I had HG. Um, oh, gosh. And basically, yeah, threw up the entire time. <laughs> like, multiple I times have a friend that has that. She's had it with both her pregnancies. And I'd never yeah. heard of it before. That's so funny because I think it's pretty rare, right? Yeah, it's really rare. And I will say, like, my mom had it when she was pregnant with us. So I don't know if it's kind of like a, a genetic yeah. kind of thing. but. Um, yeah, I was very, very sick. And so she was born. And by the time she had turned, um, it's about four months was when the lease was up. And I was like, this is not this is not working out, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I can't have a newborn, I was making just enough to keep the store afloat. Um, yeah. but not really any like profit, like I wasn't taking on my salary by any means. Yeah. Um, to, you know, put her in daycare or something like that. So 
you know, I was like, okay, we're going to pivot. And I had just at that point earned my child sleep coach um, certification. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, this would be great because I can stay at home, build this Mm -hmm. business with her. It's flexible. um, And I can, I can make this work. Right. Like I'm kind of like the queen of the pivot, right? Like you just have to know like when to shift a little bit. Right. And it's so important as a, as a business owner to have that, right? Like you can't yeah. die on Fred Rock. Like yeah. you can't just like keep making it work when it's not working. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, know when to, to make that change. But yeah, I had her and um, she was about, when she was three-ish, two and a half, three, um, I just kind of had my rock bottom moment. We were on a vacation and I just was like, I, I felt like I was drowning. Like I... Yeah. I had nothing, I had no energy left to myself. Um, I just was like completely tapped out, I think as a mother and a wife and all of it. And yeah. I um, I had contemplated uh, taking my own life and oh I gosh. went for the day by myself and was like, you know, I'm just going to give it like one more day. And that's kind of my model right now, right? When you're in a bad spot, you just say like one more day, like, and then you yeah. get it through it and you keep going. Um, but that day was incredible. I just, you know, the whole day to myself, like completely. And I got back to the vacation house and was like, I just feel like so much better. And I kind of confided in my mom what was going on. And she was like, okay, you're going to take my therapy spot next week. I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess if we're this far gone, like one appointment won't hurt, right? Right. <laughs> so, uh, so I went to the therapy appointment and that was where um, the therapist was like, yeah, you are, you're drowning. Like you're in this addiction to keeping people at arm's length, right? And yeah. it's just a, it's a coping strategy when you've been abused, right? And okay. it's just like a safe, a safe space. So right. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, well, I mean, that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that first of all, but, um, so tell me a little bit more about this, keeping people at arm's length, like how, so as your therapist is talking you through this and how you're working through this. So you're saying you, you do this to make sure that you're safe. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. Can you kind of give me an example of like what happens? Sure. So it's just like you let people into your life, but not to like the real you, right? You're like, Joan Cleaver, right? You're like, everything is great. Everything yeah. is fine. And you just have like almost no emotions. Yeah. And you're just like, um, I was thinking about this in the car today too. I was like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's safety and comfort because you're like, you lack, like, it's like you lack trust in other people, but also in yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, and you're like, if you just stay that far away, you can't hurt me. I can't get hurt and it'll be fine, right? Like you'll stay right there because when you let people in, you're instantly vulnerable, right? Right. Um, And which now I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like you can take it or leave it, right? Like (laughs) this is me and this is who I am. And if you don't want to be here, that's okay. Right. Um, But at that point it was just like, yes, like surface level, just stay safe, right? And, And it's a generational issue too. Um, you know, abuse is definitely like generational trauma because then when you continue to have these arm's length relationships, right? Yeah. Like you do it with your kids too. 
And that was like a big realization for me, right? Was I was always like, of course I love my daughter. I would, I would die for my daughter. Right. And, but to keep her safe and to keep me safe, it was like, I'll just do what, what you need. Right. Like, but you just don't have this like emotional connection. You're detached. Yeah. You're like emotionally detached. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so when that happens, that's what repeats the cycle. right? Right. Because like, then my daughter learns like, yeah, like my mom loves me, but like, it's like, okay. Right. Like it's not for me. It's just like, my needs yes. <laughs> instead of being this deep connection. Yeah. Um, and so then, you know, she could carry that on to, to her life and her children, which puts you more at risk of abuse. Right. Right. So it was really, really important to me to break that cycle. Um, you know, yeah. obviously not just for myself, but for her as well. Yeah. Um, continuing that. So, yeah. So you work through all this in therapy. So I did the one therapy appointment and then was like, F this, I'm not going back, right? Like, I don't want to go back to her. (laughs) Just tell me I'm an addict. I'm an addict. I don't understand. So um, I'm not like a huge, for myself, I'm not a huge therapy person. I just like to like figure things out. Um, So for me, I really dove into like, okay, well, like, what's the psychology behind addiction? And like, why does that happen? And like, figuring Mm -hmm. out like, oh, okay, like, because these things happen, and like, these holes are there, and you're trying to fill it and numb out and like, you know, all these things. And people do it with everything, right? Like, we do it with food, we do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was gonna say, I feel like, the whole world is pretty much emotionally detached. Um, yes. I mean, yeah. I know just the way I was brought up, you know, it's very superficial, like you said, yeah. like, and yeah. even now it's like, I have to really dig to like yeah. talk to my family and be like, no, don't just tell me you're busy. Like what in the actual heck is going on in your life? Like, and right. I don't, it's not about <laughs> complaining. It's just like having like a real conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. And it's hard. It's not easy. Right. It's like, and especially yeah. if you're brought up that way, like you said, it's like, you really have to like be aware of it and push yeah. to make a change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Have yeah. you been able to work through it with your daughter? Yeah. So we're, I feel like we're very close now. Um, and I'm just like very mindful of it. Right. Yeah. And like we really try and build in, um, you know, now we li- we're two, two family households. So, um, you know, we, uh, one, my ex and I are extraordinarily co-parenting together right and I think I mean obviously that was like the right choice for our family but um I'm very very blessed to have an ex that can co-parent well um but then you know with my daughter just you know it's for us it's the little moments and the really like again those mindful moments of you know okay like Christmas coming up right like we're gonna be busy there's things going on but like I know for her, she loves when I go to things for her, right? Like her school stuff is important to her um, and supporting her in that way. Or, um, you know, little moments, again, like of reading together or we have breakfast every morning together, like stuff like that. You know, it's not always the huge stuff, Um, you know, so thinking through like how, what are those connection points, um, you know, that we can make and being mindful of those because the time 
Because it flies by. It flies. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I think those little moments are so much more important because I feel like, yeah. you know, that's what they remember is those yeah. like daily moments yeah. that you, yeah. the things that you do together. Um, yeah. Just yeah. being, you know, not even like doing anything. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's huge. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I'm so glad you were yeah. able to to work through yeah. with that. And I feel like we're all working through this stuff, right? As parents yes. and like figuring out like what we're bringing with us from our childhood and what we're not. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Parenting is hard. Yes. So you said, so now you have your marketing business and now you're starting a new venture, yeah. a new adventure. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I am just working on my certification in heart healing. So heart healing is a, it's like a trauma healing technique um, developed by Natasha Bray. And so you basically go on this like journey through your heart to find the person that caused the initial wound, right? And mm-hmm. you heal that relationship. Um, and I've been doing a bunch of test sessions um, as part of the certification and the results are mind blowing, right? Mm-hmm. And I went with this certification because I did my own sessions with one of their practitioners um, as part of my healing journey and just found it to be so profound. And, you know, then when I was writing my book, I was like, all of the stuff that I did, right, like digs into that authentic you. Mm. But I also felt like, you know, at the end, I talked about, you know, being a, a, a I don't want to say a patient, but like, um, a consumer of heart healing, right? Like mm-hmm. I had done the sessions and yeah. how, how helpful it was. And then, you know, I was like, I do want to work with people more not just on the surface level, right? Right. Like, you know, my company, um, you know, at the time is, you know, it's business and strategy and marketing, all those things. But I'm so much deeper than that. And I was like, how can I add to that and really help women with those core woundings that are holding them back in their business? Um, So yeah, so that'll be coming um, like, so healing of the wound, do you have to actually like contact this trigger person to like talk it out, you know, forgive or like, what is the healing process? Yeah. I guess of that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all just done by yourself and, um, with the practitioner. So the practitioner walks you through, um, you basically go in this kind of deep meditative state, um, and then you'll find someone in your heart. Um, and then we kind of walk through the process of seeing what needs to happen within that relationship. Right. Um, and emotionally kind of uncovering what's going on. So super interesting. That sounds really cool. I can't wait for you to start doing that. Yeah. I I can probably come to you and I already have like a slew of people. I can send (laughs) We were all dealing with something, right? It's like, that's just life. Um, to be able to resolve that stuff. I'm sure it really is totally life-changing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So what's one of your biggest challenges do you think, Alyssa, that you've come up with like in your lifetime that you've overcome? Yeah. So Oh gosh. Um, I think it really was just like diving into that authentic self. I think so much of my kind of childhood and upbringing was like just striving to be, I don't want to say the best, right? I just was like, yeah, I want, I want to please other people. Right. Um, and make everyone happy. And, you know, and obviously like we all do that on, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to say normal level, right? But like yeah. that's a, a normal human want and and kind of need. Um, but it's just like keeping that in check. So 
I would say that yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. has been huge, right? And yeah. it's always a learning curve too. Like, you know, when you get to different levels in, in business or in life, you look at, you know, things and you're like, oh, I started doing that again. Right. And you just become more mindful of it. And then yeah. you're like, okay, now I can fix it again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. 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 I mean, that's a huge one for sure. And I mean, you're right. It's a constant evolution, right? We're never just like made it and like we're there. We have to keep right. working on ourselves. Yeah. Yes. And yes. I mean, yeah, we're our greatest work, right? We have to continue yeah. to, to grow. And yeah, that that is really hard. I agree with that one. That's that's a that's yeah. a huge one. So <laughs> leaving now leaving them, where can we find it? Yeah, it so it's available or... on Amazon. Okay. Um, or if you go to alyssaandco.com, you'll also find the link there. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's available available for purchase. Awesome. Um, and is that the best place to find you on your website or is it social yeah. media or what would you suggest? Yeah. Yeah. So the website is there um, and then social media, mostly Instagram is uh, at Alyssa and Co. Um, okay. Find this, find is the heart thing. healing stuff going to be there too? It will be. Yes. Yep. Okay. All on yep. the same website. Yep. All together. Awesome. Yep. Now, where do you see yourself in five to 10 years from now? Oh gosh. So I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the ever loving question, right? Um, I would love, truly love, like my heart's work has always been helping people. Right. Yeah. And I really hope that girl at the gas station just like explodes and, you know, yeah. is a really just like helpful program um, for a lot of women. And so I see myself, completely running that just healing hearts everywhere I go yeah oh my god that's <laughs> and, incredible yeah 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 I mean everyone out there listening if people like are going through a really stuck moment or feeling down or you know mentally can't get past certain things would you suggest yeah. the girl at the gas station initiative or what would you say yeah so I would say like if you feel like you are getting really stuck just reach out right like yeah. I'm always willing to talk to people and like troubleshoot um you know and, and just spend that time but yeah if you're mentally feeling stuck it's probably a heart healing thing um and if you're just like businessy stuck it's probably a girl at the gas station <laughs> you got both covered that's awesome yes <laughs> well that's amazing Alyssa. thank you so much this is incredible and i can't wait to get your book i'll find yeah. it on amazon i'm gonna link everything below too awesome. um so everyone can find you great Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. And it was so nice to see you too. Yeah, you again. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you soon. Yep, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Empowerhood is brought to you by Flourish Everyday Coaching. Check them out in the link below. And again, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. If you could take 60 seconds of your time and leave us an Apple review, this helps share the news about this podcast and help women all over the world. If you want to see the video version of this podcast, you can go to our YouTube channel and subscribe there. Thank you so much. And we'll see you at the next episode.